0: On this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, we are recapping the last decade. It's the very last episode of the decade. So let's let's talk about the worst marketing tactics of the last decade. And some of these are hilarious. Some of these are, are new and fresh and happening right now. Some of them I'd forgotten about. 10 years is a long time. And stay tuned to the end. I've, I'm recapping my decade personally and what I'm looking forward to for the next decade. The Massive Agent Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 105 of the Massive Agent Podcast. Like I said in the intro, the last episode of the decade, of the year, of the decade. Pretty crazy. I Wow. Um, so a lot to talk about. And I'm going to have fun with this because th- there's some funny shit that's about to be discussed. Some stuff that you'd probably forgotten about, like Facebook pokes. And <laughs> I mean, 10 years is a long time. So we're recapping some of the worst marketing tactics Of the last decade, unfortunately, a lot of them are still happening. And here's the thing: I've done pretty much all of them. Yep, I've done pretty much all of them. And so you're going to love it. I was going to make it like the top ten worst, but but I asked on the Massive Agent Podcast Facebook page for everyone to to chime in and and give me their worst marketing tactics of the decade. And there were just so many, and they kept coming in. I'm like, I'm not going to limit it. I'm just going to take all these and uh, and run with it. So. This will be eye-opening and entertaining, and get ready. And at the end, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a short recap of my decade because I got into real estate during this last decade, so my life has completely changed. I'll I'll tell you what I was doing right before I got into real estate. Oh boy, uh, brutal! I'll tell you about that, and then what I'm looking forward to for the next decade, and kind of uh, just a few predictions for the twenties. Yeah, because well, we're in the 10s, right? We're in the 10s, I guess, and then the 20s. Nuts. All right, guys, welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast. If you're new or you just have a terrible memory, or I'm just not that memorable to you, cool. I am your host, Dustin Brome. This is, of course, the number one podcast on planet Earth, hosted by me, and the number one podcast that starts with the word massive. For real estate agents, so uh, so we got that going for us. We're very proud of those accolades and th- third party verified, mind you. Um, I am. If you guys don't know me, if you are new to the show, I am a national speaker, trainer, and real estate marketing coach. I host another podcast called Industry Connected, and we're currently between seasons on that. Season two will be coming uh, very soon in the new year, and super excited about about that. So, if if you've been listening to Industry Connected, you are like, what the hell? Like, where the episodes go? we are in a new season and I obviously forgot to mention that in the in the last episode. So we'll, we'll be back with new episodes in the new year. I'm a realtor with EXP in Salt Lake City, Utah, co-founder and director of business development for the Industry Syndicate Media Network and the founder of the Massive Agent Society Lead Generation Program. and That is our one agent per market coaching program. It's coaching program, online course, mentorship, all in one, but we only allow one agent per market to claim their market and join. If you wanna see if yours is available, go to massiveagentsociety.com, massiveagentsociety.com, And check that out. And I will talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show if you're just hearing about it for the first time. I'm super proud of the Housing Wire column that I'm doing every week. So every Friday, Housing Wire is publishing my column and it's going really well. My fourth one comes out tomorrow if you're listening to this on uh, the day after Christmas. But I've been doing it for about a month now, really hitting my stride, really enjoying it. I haven't blogged consistently for years or at least a couple of years. And so I'm really enjoying it. And I highly recommend guys, you go over to housing wire. First off, if you're for real estate and mortgage and housing industry news, there's no better place than housing wire. There's just not. They First off, they start with journalistic integrity and, and then they, they bring you like professionally done stuff that isn't advocating for any one thing or another, right? It, like they're, they're true journalists and they cover some really amazing things. Housing wire is definitely one of the good guys in the industry. Um, so I, I cannot say enough about the housing wire organization and the stuff they put out, but go, go find my column, just search Dustin Brome housing wire, or go over to housingwire.com and type my name in. Um, sometimes you can find it above the fold and so to speak, cause there's no fold on a website, but you know what I mean? Above the scroll. And uh, and enjoy. And if if you enjoy those articles, if you enjoy what, what I'm bringing, please share them with your real estate colleagues. I'd appreciate it. Housing Wire would appreciate it. And ultimately, I just want to show them that there's an appetite for that for that type of content. Uh, speaking real quick before I get into the list, the the worst marketing tactics of the last decade. I'm going to be. Uh, th- these are the speaking the places I'm going to be speaking that I know about at this point. So the next one coming up, February 6th, I'm going to be in the Dallas, Dallas, Fort Worth area in Garland, Texas, speaking at an event for realtors that Fairway Independent Mortgage Heritage is putting on. That's on February 6th in Garland, Texas. And then it looks like May 5th, I'm possibly going to be in San Diego to moderate a panel about iBuyers. Uh, That's not confirmed at all, but I might be in San Diego May 5th. Then flying out for the very next day in Collinsville, Illinois, I am keynoting the Illinois Association of Realtors annual convention. So I'll be there in Collinsville, Illinois, just over the river from St. Louis. Super excited about that. So stay tuned for more uh, what, for more dates and places that I'm going to be hopefully in your market. And uh, and, you know, you can come come say hi. would love to meet you. All right. Lastly, I promise this is the last the last last before the list. This is this show would not be possible without support from our sponsor, Easy Agent Pro. Not only have they has their website helped me build my entire real estate business and basically turn my life around and family. Um, ooh, yeah, a little, well, little moment of reflection there. Had I not made the decision to get an Easy Agent Pro website and jump into content marketing and then have the support from them when I didn't know what the hell I was doing, about four years ago or so, like I I don't I don't even know like, <laughs> pretty crazy. Um, they are absolutely one of the most powerful websites out there for real estate agents and loan officers. They have these for mortgage pros as well, for under two hundred bucks. They're they're modern. They they have so many bells and whistles. There's a CRM there's a texting service that can text your leads back automatically there's landing page creation there's single property websites all included like this is this is these are not all extras for under 200 bucks a month and the best thing is for a few more days for the month of December 2019 they're still running their $1 promo it's just $1 to start with an easy agent pro website that includes the first month and the setup so if you have a dollar left over after christmas shopping which hopefully you do. I barely do, but hopefully you do. You can get a website because I know a lot of you have website um, or web presence or blogging or content marketing as part of your 2020 business plan. If you don't, you should, but go get one now before the price goes way back up. You're going to save hundreds and hundreds of dollars between now and the end of December. So to do this, you have to use the discount code Dustin at checkout on easy agent pros website. Or to make it simple, because I, w- I want to make it simple for you guys, go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash EAP for Easy Agent Pro, massiveagentpodcast.com slash EAP, and make sure discount code Dustin is in there at checkout. By doing that, you're not only going to get the $1 promo, you will also get the, the CRM for free for the first 12 months. They're only offering that to listeners of this show. So go do that by the end of December 2019. Before prices go up. I promise you guys, I would not be using their... Uh, I wouldn't be still be using an Easy Agent Pro website if it wasn't the best value out there. It just is. And that's why they're a sponsor of the show. Uh, I cannot say enough about them. So thank you, Easy Agent Pro. Let's jump into the list of the worst marketing tactics of the decade. I should have planned ahead and had a little soundbite there, but I'm not not going to do that. Let's just jump into it. So basically, I could sum all of this up, the worst marketing tactics of the decade... By basically telling you not to do anything I did within the first few years that I was in business. Because I did all this shit. I did all of it wrong. I didn't know any better. You know, like like most of you guys, I don't know where you're at in your career, but you just don't know better because you see other people doing it. And and you don't really have the context or the perspective to know better. So I get it. Like, I know I step on toes a lot in in this show, in our Massive Agent Minute Flash Briefing, and in the articles I write. I step on toes. But I do that so that you become aware of things and give you, I try to give you as much context as possible so you, you know why you shouldn't be doing certain things and what you should do instead, rather than just calling it out and saying, don't do that. It's important that you know why you shouldn't and what you should do instead. Hopefully I've done a good job in your eyes of doing that. That's my goal. And that's what I'm going to try to do today. All right. First off, auto message bots, specifically on Twitter, on Instagram, You know, when it's the worst on Twitter, but now it's becoming pretty bad on, on Instagram as on on Instagram as well. You, you follow somebody. Okay. Um, and all of a sudden a message pops up in your inbox and they're asking you to then do something, go to my website, do this. And it's canned, you know, it's all bullshit. Like that was cool when no one else was doing it and it was for efficiency. I get it. It's for efficiency. You're trying to automate stuff. Okay, cool. But it's so outdone. It's so awful, and people are now unfollowing you the moment they get that along those same lines, okay? Th- there's a few things here because i I asked for for you guys on our Facebook page to tell tell me what you thought were your you know the worst marketing tactics of the decade. And a few of them are kind of along the same vein here. So Chris Holyfield, host of the I am Salt Lake Podcast in Salt Lake City, says, when you get a friend request, once you accept it, you get an instant DM with them asking for something. Mm-hmm. Or the friend request where they instantly invite you to like their page. Thank you, Tanner Helm from Fred Real Estate in Bend, Oregon. Uh, <laughs> it's just bad, guys. It's just bad. Anytime you jump down somebody's throat and ask for something, even, okay, even if it's an automated DM where you're like, how can I help you? It's disingenuous even if you're not asking for something, people still know when it's disingenuous. So if, if you're doing anything that's disingenuous, don't do it. Okay. That's a huge, huge mistake. And people see right through it these days. Guys, it's, we're a few days away from 2020. Amazon's delivering packages by drone for God's sakes. I mean, there's, there's AI that's about to take over the world. There's, there's a, bacteria being created that like eats plastic. Like there's all sorts of stuff that that, like we're going to solve all the problems of the world. The technology out there is amazing and consumers and ourselves, like we have certain demands and and certain expectations and getting disingenuous, automated, canned crap just won't cut it anymore. It just won't. So let's not do that. If you, if you're inviting somebody to like your page, as soon as they uh, accept your friend request, you're doing it wrong. So Tanner Helm and Chris Holyfield, thanks for those. Uh, Twitter, th- there's a lot of bad shit going on on Twitter. Th- Twitter's like the, I don't know, like the bad ideas start there, I swear to God. It's like California. The bad ideas start in California and then they filter to the rest of the country. But <clears throat> <clears throat> Twitter follower verifications, like true twit. On t- if you guys use Twitter, and I'm not a huge Twitter guy, you know that. I'm not, I'm not a huge twit that tweets. I, I don't, I don't tweet that often. But when I do, and I have over the years, every once in a while you go follow somebody and you get this message that says, please verify, uh, what does it say exactly? Let's see, I'm gonna open my my Twitter thing. Um, bu- 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 bu. It says, so-and-so uses true twit validation to validate click here. Okay, so what you're doing there, somebody wants to follow you, so then you make them jump through hoops to prove that they're, what, awesome? To prove that they're a real person, to prove that they're worthy of following your content. I don't know about you, but I'd rather have more people seeing what I'm doing than than less. So, whenever you add friction there and add hoops to jump through, fewer people will do it. So, like, it's just flawed at its core. Okay, and it's funny. Here's what AdWeek says about this about follower verification, right? Now, if you're ver, well, never mind. Uh, they say true twit is a validation service that sends out an automated DM anytime somebody follows you, asking them to verify their account. Here's your wake-up call. Nobody credible on Twitter uses TrueTwit anymore. But guess what, guys? They said this in an article on May 25th, 2010. 10 years ago. (laughs) 10 years ago, Adweek is saying, guys, nobody does this anymore, knock it off. So if you have any kind of uh, follower verification crap set up, turn that shit off, Peronto because it's lame. And again, the concept here that you need to get to grasp is if you want like we do all this marketing to get more people to follow us, right? And it's not about the followers, it's about we want people to see what we're doing. We want people to listen to what we have to say. We want that audience to grow. So then we're going to throw up a bunch of hoops they have to jump through just to just to listen, like to prove their worthiness of hearing what we have to say. It's absurd. Stop it. And <laughs> just funny. Posting Facebook posts to Twitter automated, okay, so so when you you used to be able to automate Twitter and Facebook, so whenever you'd post on Facebook, it would then tweet, but it wouldn't tweet what you actually posted. It would just post a link to the freaking Facebook post. So there's so many agents out there that still, still have this, and you go look at their their feed on Twitter, and it's just a bunch of links, fb.me, fb.me slash blah, blah, blah. And that's it. Like who in the hell would ever click on one of those? Like, I wonder what this random link that has no profile image or a thumbnail image or description whatsoever. I wonder where it will take me. I love clicking random links, especially on social media. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I haven't really seen that a lot for the last three or four years, thank God. But some people still have that set up. So if you have social networks linked, unlink them. Now, the caveat here, the exception is Instagram stories going to your Facebook page stories. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. I do that with our massive agent Instagram and and Facebook pages because some people don't follow on Instagram. Some people follow on Facebook or vice versa. Most follow on both, or, or at least some, but I don't really have a problem with that. It's when you're taking, because the format is the same. Okay. If, if somebody will consume the content that you are automating over to another place, if they'll consume it the same way and they have the same expectations of what you're posting as in the other place, then it works. That's why the Instagram story thing where you go into your profile and say, also share on Facebook story, I don't have a problem with that at all because that content works in, in that other place. It works on Instagram stories. It works on your Facebook page story. It works. So that's cool. You just got to think these things through. The, uh, this one I absolutely hate. Making happy moments about us. Like closing. When you're sitting down with a the client, it's their happy day. It should be about them. Okay, Their life is changing in a major way for the better. And then we throw a big cardboard key with our logo and, and our name and our freaking phone number on it and say, hey, smile for the camera. And then we post it all over social media saying, I'm so happy for you. Hold my marketing piece. Guys, it, I know that I talk about this a lot, but how many of you still do this shit? If you have not yet go back and listen to episode 103, go listen to 103. Okay. With Phil Treadwell, we talked about, uh, we talked about gifting and <laughs> it's, if you're making happy moments or, or, uh, cause look, a closing is the very pinnacle of the transaction. It's, it's the finish line you're crossing the finish line with your client it should be it should be all celebration it should be all happiness it should be about them and what they just accomplished okay but then you make it about you make it about yourself i've done this before like i like i told you in the beginning i've done so much of this shit myself i've done that before hey do you mind if i take a photo or if we do one together and then i post it and like If if you do a genuine hey I'm happy for you thing and it's not full of your logo and your marketing stuff if you're just saying hey I'm happy for you, cool. You know people like recognition like that. But if they feel weird about, look, I've had clients where unfortunately I kind of forced it on them when I could tell they just didn't want to be in a photo or they thought it was weird or awkward because I made it weird or awkward. I should not have. I should have seen their body language and been like oh never mind. You know it's all good. I just. Why don't I take a photo of you and just send it to you? And so that's what I've started doing in those situations is I'll still take photos and I'll just text it to them or airdrop it to them so they have it. I'm not putting it out on my social media because then that makes it about me and my company and my brand. It's their day. They should be able to decide whether or not, or or rather, they should be able to decide how it's used on social. So episode 103, if you haven't listened, go back. Facebook pokes. I was... (laughs) I should probably go back and look at exactly when I joined Facebook. It was eight or nine years ago. But my my mother, who's uh, in her late 60s, she beat me to Facebook. She was on Facebook for a six or nine months before I ever got on. Because before I got on Facebook, I had no exposure to social media at all. I, I was never on MySpace. I never used MySpace. And so I thought, just like so many agents that I still talk to when I go speak and do trainings, um, usually older, older demographic that they're like, well, I don't want to be on Facebook because I, I don't want people to see what I'm eating, you know, for breakfast. And I don't, I don't want a million notifications and all this stuff. I'm like, well, first off you control everything. You control that stuff. Um, but that was my misconception is like, I don't want to be posting photos of it. And because it was something new, I gave myself st- stupid reasons or stupid excuses. Why, why not to? But then once I, once I jumped on the Facebook pokes were kind of coming to an end or I got them every once in a while. At, at first, when it's when something's a new feature and everyone isn't doing it, it's cool. It, I understand how marketers were like, here, poke this person, because now, boom, you're top of mind, at least for a second. But then, like 23 seconds later, when it became annoying and ridiculous and everyone was doing it, that's when we as marketers should be like, mm, okay, now it's time to stop. Now it's just annoying people. It's not cute anymore. Facebook pokes. What, what a great, great, great uh, Facebook feature. Oh, remember FarmVille? I wasn't. This wasn't even on my list. But remember Farmville and all those Facebook games? Yeah, I'm glad those are gone. As far as I know, They're, I don't know. Are they still there? Farmville. Farmville was huge. Um, make. Let's see. Craigslist. Craigslist listings. Yeah. When I first got in the business. Um, it was all about getting a listing, putting it up on Craigslist. I had like this HTML code that I copied and pasted every single time for for new listings, and you know it looked okay, it looked pretty good. but <laughs> Craigslist just became this garbage dump, kind of like Twitter, of everyone's listings and every and every, people would repost them every day, and it just got so ridiculous. So <laughs> the Craigslist listings out of control now. I know in some markets, Craigslist is, Craigslist is still used. Cool. In my market, we have something called KSL.com. KSL is a local media company and they have the number one website for classifieds and for home sales and all that stuff. So literally everyone puts their listings on KSL or, well, they used to. Uh, most agents or a lot of agents don't now because KSL is... is. Uh, how do I say this? They've teamed up with a competitor called Homie, who's big in, in the Phoenix area. I think they're in Vegas as well, and then Utah. They're a big uh, do it yourself, you know, go around an agent of, type of company. And KSL partnered with them and some other lenders that agents don't like. So we don't post nearly as many listings on there as we used to. But we used to post every listing on KSL and we'd ignore Craigslist because it was just a garbage dump. But in some markets, if Craigli- Craigslist is still Uh, the place to put listings outside of social media. Do that. Just remember the headline, what people see on that stupid text only link. That is literally what makes or breaks the success of that. That's it. So make sure you pick a good one. Oh, here's one from Karen Carr from Keller Williams in Savannah, Georgia, founder of YouTube for Agents she's a, an amazing YouTuber. Uh, she was, she's she been on this show before. I don't know the exact episode number, but Karen Carr says the worst marketing tactic is door knocking on Christmas day or other holidays to give market analysis, to give market updates, to give market reports. Um, obviously this is coming from experience with her and I know what she's talking about. I have talked to agents before that love cold calling. They love door knocking. They love... Um, basically they're, uh, oh, what's the word? They're, they're predators thinking of the best time that somebody is likely to be home and not working so they can then stand in front of them and pitch their shit. Ultimately that's what's going on. So if you are going out on Christmas day, offering something so stupid and really not that awesome, like a market report, uh, stop. You, yes, people are home for a reason because they want to enjoy time to themselves or with their families or or in peace, they don't want to be bothered. And you've heard me talk about door knocking and and interrupting people's days, what, whatever medium that is. If you're interrupting their day, that's a problem. So let's not do that. So Karen, I cannot believe someone actually door knocked your place on Christmas Day. I know, I know, people have done it on New Year's. And look, if you if you're thinking what's the best time that people are going to be home, it, like if it's time of day, cool. I understand that. That, That's fine. But if it's a holiday and you're like, I'm going to go door knock on Christmas day or cold call on Christmas day because people are going to be home and they're not going to be working. Well, is that about you or them? You're doing that for you because it's better for you. Now, isn't it? So if you're thinking that way, that's also a problem. That's also something that needs to go bye-bye for the next decade. Um, Bradley flowers, co-host of the insurance guys podcast and an agent 2021 speaker says tagging people in posts just because you want them to see the post. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And really what I mean is no, no, God, no Bradley. Luckily that hasn't happened to me in a while. I mean, every once in a while I'll get tagged in some, something random, but a few years ago that was, that happened a lot where agents are tagging 99 of their friends in an open house announcement. And it's just, (laughs) guys, if you're doing that so that someone sees your shit, you're doing it wrong. Because remember, that's about you. You want them to see it. They don't. They're getting an extra notification, an annoying one, by the way, because if you're tagged in something and then other people start uh, commenting and liking, they get all sorts of notifications and their phone's blowing up. And then guess what? They hate you. They hate you. They're gonna hide what I do is I untag myself. I just completely untag myself. Now look, if I'm a, if like a roundup article has been done, it's like, you know, 25 tips, uh, on this and, you know, Dustin Brohm did number seven or whatever. And they're tagging everyone who contributed. That's cool. That's not what I'm talking about. If you have a new listing and you're tagging 99 of your friends because you want them to see the post, Ooh, that is bad. That is so bad and annoying. So, uh, don't be surprised if people unfriend you, unfollow you, or at very least untag themselves and hide your posts. Megan Wentland with Fairway Independent Mortgage in Puyallup, Washington says mixing another business with being an agent, like network marketing, like people selling doTERRA oils or Scentsy, or uh, what's that other one um, that I'm seeing all the time now with the Fizz, the freaking Fizz, uh, Arbon, I think it's Arbon, or the It Works wraps. Apparently they didn't work so well because I haven't seen it works in quite a while. The that crazy rap thing. Uh, what else? There's Mary Kay. There's I have no problem with network marketing at all. I love the business model. That's why I. That's one of the major reasons why I'm with EXP Realty. You've heard me talk about this before. The business model is incredible. The problem is not that you are doing network marketing. The problem is that you mix it with being an agent and you confuse people and you you definitely turn off those who have been past clients or those who could potentially have been a client at some point, you turn them off. Okay. So if you, if you're confusing people and I'm going to tie in another one here. So, uh, being a secret agent so that on social media, nobody knows you're an agent. Kristen D with Realty One in Modesto, California. Great, great one. Being a secret agent. If people don't know you're an agent or they don't know what the hell you do. You're an agent and you sell Mary Kay or you're an agent and you're an Arbon rep or whatever. And you do all this stuff and your content's kind of back and forth between the two. The, I don't even need to, do I even really need to expand on that? I don't think so. The worst is when you, along the, the lines of the friend request before, right? But you... You add somebody as a friend and then they're just dicking around for six months or three months or whatever. You know, it's, it's stupid comments here or there. Not stupid, but they don't really engage a whole lot. You haven't really had any substantive communication with them, right? And that's fine. Like, I, that's cool. Not everyone, you don't need to have big, long, in-depth, uh, philosophical, well, phil, phil, philosophical, <laughs> wow, I'm quite the philosopher myself, aren't I? The philosophical conversations with everybody you friend. You don't need to do that. What I'm saying is, if you're going to friend somebody and then do it only so that you can like their stuff and comment a few times and then hit them with the sales pitch or then hit them with the, the MLM deal, don't do that. You know why I know that this is so bad? Because I used to do it. Yep. My first few years in the business, I uh, my mentor got got me interested in this uh, this network marketing cell phone provider company called Solave. And, you know, you got paid for bringing people on to the the cell service and blah, blah, blah. And, and so I was then blowing up my business page and sending out emails and like, I was mixing the two and it was awful. And I was doing everything wrong. Um, I know like, that's one of the things I look back at it and cringe. I did it wrong. I know how it turns people off. I have friends right now, actually past clients of mine that have become network marketing people. And now all of a sudden a a switch has been flipped and 100% of their content is about that product or service. And it's all, it's like, wow, awesome. You're wow. There's never anything new from your content. Um, Interesting that you love that product so much because they're financially incentivizing you to like it. And it's just, it's just bad. So again, I love network marketing. I love the business model. It's all in how you try to grow that business. It's all in how you you try to get people involved or try to sell it. That's where that's where it just like shit goes off the rails. So, I love network marketing, love the business model if you're doing it the right way, fantastic. Congratulations. Uh <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. What what's the other one? Oh, Rodan and Fields. Yep. You you friend somebody somebody friends you, you accept it. Boom. Hey, have you seen Rodan and Fields? Look at how clear my skin is. That's nice. I love your skin. Unfriend. Oh, this is a good one from Katie Lance, the Katie Lance. Katie's episode's actually our second most listened to episode of all time. It's still number two. And what's crazy is our episode number two about Facebook ads is still our number one most listened to episode. Episode two, like crazy. Katie Lance's is, is, if you guys don't know Katie Lance you probably should. Go to katielance.com. Uh, that event I'm doing in Garland, Texas on February 6th, Katie's actually the keynote speaker at that event. And if you've never seen her talk or present, she's great. She's really, really good. And I get to MC that event and uh, moderate a panel. Katie is the headliner and the, and the keynote speaker. So super excited to uh, share that with her or rather she's sharing. She's sharing it with me. She's gracious enough to do that. But she says, Stapling business cards to candy that you hand out on Halloween. I cannot believe people actually do this. Like, it's a joke, but people actually do this. And so, if you're doing that, that is literally one of the worst things you could do. And it's not just agents that do this. No, no, it's not just agents at all. I've seen insurance people do this. I've seen what car salesmen, I think I've even seen plumbers do it. Like, (laughs) it's just bad it's just bad. I do not subscribe to, well, if I put out a thousand of them, at least a couple of them will see it and like it. Yeah. But what about the 998 others who think you're a piece of shit? What about them? What about the damage to your brand that they did or that you did that you caused by doing that to them is what I mean. And then uh, lastly, and by no means is this an exhaustive list, there's plenty more. And I'm really curious, Go to our Facebook page and and uh, when you see this episode posted, comment with any that we left out. I'd love to hear what you think the worst marketing tactics of 20 of the 10s the have been. But this last one from Justin Robbins, an agent in Eden, Utah, who's soon to be with EXP Realty. Right, Justin? Right? Mm-hmm. Digital wink <laughs> or auditory, whatever. You get it. Justin Robbins says the follow unfollow tactic. Yes. Again, I've done this. I've done this before because I thought, oh, this is cool. And there's actually social media, quote, experts out there who recommend that to grow your following, you need to follow a bunch of people. And then once they follow you back, unfollow them. Yeah, don't do that. People, people know whenever somebody does that to me, I know it's obvious and it's douchey and it just doesn't work anymore. The algorithms don't like it anymore. That's the thing. Even if it was socially acceptable, the social networks will punish you for doing that. So stop doing it. Follow, unfollow is dead, has been for a minute. Let's just not. Well, that was kind of fun. I'd kind of forgotten about the the Facebook pokes and my, was MySpace? A, a, I don't even know if that was this decade because I wasn't on MySpace, but whatever. Um, so this last decade has been absolutely crazy. I've had a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of really, really hard times financially and mentally and emotionally and where my family, because of the the lack of finances, the lack of success, the lack of any real traction, had some real issues. Like my wife and I had some real problems for a while, understandably. Um, you know, we have two kids and, you know, we had one kid at the time, but man, like <laughs> I know what it's like to struggle financially. Um, that is... I think that's the number one reason why I do this show is I've learned what works over time by doing them. And I want to share that with as many people as possible within our industry, because I know how, um, uh, how disastrous it can be to not be able to make ends meet. This is a tough business guys. Okay. We only get paid when we close a deal. I do believe, as you've heard me say, you should be working on developing other sources of income so that it you have a safety net so that if you don't close a deal for three months, you actually still have an income during those three months. I think that's incredibly important, but still we're, we're a commission based uh, profession. I love that. But the the flip side to that is if you're not doing the right things or you're not doing them well or not doing them consistently enough or a combination, that's a problem. And you're going to struggle financially. I know what that's like. I don't want to see that happen to other people. So, that's why I do this show. That's why we launched the Massive Agent Society. So I can give you everything that I've done that's worked. I like, here, here you go. And if it, it's just, it's important. So, uh, 10 years ago, I was not even in real estate. I got my license in January, 2011. And, um, yeah, it, it's crazy. Uh, before, before I got my license, I was really in a bad spot. I was working dead end jobs. I was, uh, working at call centers. Um, I was this was not this decade, but very end of, t- of 2009, but I was busing tables at a restaurant and working customer service at an online retailer at the same time. Got fired from both jobs within the same week because I was late all the time and just a horrible employee. And luckily that forced me to to start learning how to better myself and started reading books, started learning about personal development and how that education is the best investment you could possibly do in yourself. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I I didn't read that this decade, but once I got fired from those two jobs, which I thought were going to be my future, surprisingly, I had no entrepreneurship in my bones at all. But when I hit rock bottom at the beginning of this decade, I was like, shit um what do i do and i remembered that book i went back and read it again and there was a my mother invited me to go to a weekend training a weekend seminar that rich dad education was putting on and it was all about real estate investing right how to flip homes and all that stuff or at least getting you excited about the concept of it and if you wanted to learn how you had to spend 20 40 50 grand to do it for for their education but it showed me that entrepreneurship was possible specifically within the real estate industry, and that led me to reach out to a local real estate investor association who the the president was my broker. okay, the broker that i that I had up to a year and a half ago when i when I came to exp Realty. Uh, he was the president of a local investor association, and so he told me, "Hey, if you want to be a successful investor, you need to get your license because then you can buy buy and sell your own properties. You, there's commission involved. You have access to the MLS, all that stuff. You need to get your license. So I did, fully fully expecting to just be a you know be a real estate investor like I see on TV and make make you know twenty thousand dollars a week, hundred grand a month, because that's you know that's all it takes, right? Oh, and by the way, guys." Um, this is kind of cool. Speaking of real estate investors on TV, on uh, I, I'm trying to what I'm what I'm trying to think through here is should I announce this yet? But I have booked right now. I don't know exactly which episode it will be, but sometime mid to late January, Tarek or Tarek, dude, Tarek. I hope you don't hear this, Tarek El Musa. Tarek El Moussa is going to be on the show. He is on HGTV. He has a couple shows. He's also in the tabloids. It's crazy. But um, Tarek El Moussa is booked for this show for late January. So super excited about that. But anyways, I saw all these flippers and I'm like, I'm going to do that. But then I, once I got my license, I got referred a buyer and I, it's so weird. My memory of exactly how that happened is so non-existent. Like, I don't remember exactly how that came to be, but I started working with a buyer that was referred to me. Uh, I think it was, I started working with my broker's team, his small little group. It wasn't like today's teams. It was just a couple of people in an office that were, you know, all trying to get deals and bouncing ideas off each other. So I joined that now that I had my license. Cause I'm like, hmm, I can learn stuff from them while I'm trying to flip homes. And I got referred to a, a client and I ended up really liking that. I really liked searching for homes and making offers and all that. And, and more importantly, going to the closing table and seeing the impact that was just made on their life, helping them to make their own impact on their own life was incredible. And that changed everything for me. And from then on, it was just trying to figure out how to get more business. And it wasn't until midway through the decade that I came across content marketing. Thank God for Easy Agent Pro, our sponsor for the episode. They had a blog. They still do, but they were putting out a ton of of content on how to do certain things as real estate agents. And so I just started paying attention to that. They were masters of content marketing. That's how they got all their their website sales, and and then I'm like, wait, this website's fantastic. And then I finally pulled the trigger and got one. I had to borrow money from my parents to do that. I didn't have back then. The startup cost, the setup fee was five hundred bucks plus the first month, so it was almost seven hundred dollars. I didn't have it. I had to borrow money to start my website back then, but I did. And I put in the work and I just got better every single day. It took me a good month and a half before I understood what the hell SEO even was. Like that was the most foreign concept to me, but I just started writing and blogging and trying to get more traffic to my website. That started everything for me. And that's why I said up front without easy agent pro, I don't know where I'd be in life. They they made a website that worked so well, that's so user-friendly, that's so powerful for, for building your SEO, but also it was affordable. It was extremely affordable and it included everything that I needed, literally. And so I was financially able to do that without spending five hundred bucks a month like some of these other freaking websites that you don't need as an agent. You just don't. And and so they made it possible to do content marketing as a real estate agent. So I can't thank them enough. And guys, re- remember, there's only a few more days to get that dollar a uh, promo to start. You can get started between now and the end of December for just a dollar, including the setup fee, including the first month use promo code Dustin at, uh, uh on the easy agent pro website. But then from content marketing, I, then I'm like, mm, awesome. I'm putting out these articles. Now, how do I get people to know that they exist? Now I had to learn how to promote, which got me into Facebook ads and social media and everything that I talk about on the show, everything that I've done in my career, I've done by, or I've learned by doing. And it it hasn't been until the last few years that I've learned the value of taking an online course, hiring a coach, hiring a mentor to speed up the learning process, because you can just download their expertise. They've already made all the mistakes. Why, why don't you just hire somebody or take a course massiveagentsociety.com. Why don't just do that so that you can avoid all the bullshit. And instead of it taking you nine months to learn a concept, you can learn it in, in nine days or a month or whatever it is. Hopefully you get what I'm saying here, but by spending a little bit of money, by investing a little bit of money, a few hundred bucks here or there to hire a coach who can just like tell you how to avoid the roadblocks, how to get past them, how to do things the right way you're going to have so much more success. So for 2020, guys, hire a coach, um, get a mentor, take a course. The Massive Agent Society, if your market's available, is is you hiring a coach and taking a course all in one. Um, we're not the only ones out there that do it. Uh, there's some great Facebook ads and lead generation and business coaches out there in our industry for sure. Some of them are ungodly expensive especially on a one-on-one basis, but just just check it out. I want you to at least be open moving into the next decade to spending a little money to invest in doing it quicker. To invest in somebody that's just like, "Here, I've I've done it all wrong. I've done it all right. Here's how to do it right and avoid everything wrong." That's what you're paying for. Then then the only thing is doing the things. And that's on you. That's what I want for you for 2020. If you do that, you're going to have an amazing decade, but you've got to start now and you've got to continue to improve. You've got to continue doing the things. You can't just do a podcast for three months and stop and wonder why it wasn't wildly successful. I mean, do it for three years and then make a judgment call on whether or not it was successful. You can make a judgment call earlier than that, but you get my concept here. So, crazy crazy decade absolutely changed my life forever and the next decade is is a decade totally on a new level for me i have i have business things in the works like startups and companies and business plans and products in the works so totally next level decade for me coming up i don't i have no idea what it's going to look like past 2020 um but i know i'm i'm kind of projecting to where i think uh, I want to get to. And that's all you can do. okay. And then then you just start doing the work on a day-to-day basis. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I I could not do this show without you. If nobody was listening and, and if nobody was... If I didn't get any feedback, if I never got any messages from you guys, I don't know if I could keep doing this because I, I'd feel like I wasn't making any impact, that it wasn't making a difference. But I appreciate the hell out of each and every one of you. Everyone who's sent in a message, everyone who's uh, posted or shared. And it's, it's the coolest feeling ever when I put my heart and soul into doing an episode. And then I see someone that I don't know. One of you guys that who I've never spoken with before you share it and you're trying to get other agents to listen. Like that's so cool to me. And that keeps me going. So if you've done anything like that, if you've left us a review on iTunes, by the way, you can do that easily. Massive agent com slash review. It helps us out tremendously. We don't charge for this show. There's no subscription to listen, but we—if you do get value, please reciprocate and do that by helping us grow our audience, helping us to share the message and get more agents and loan officers to see it and hear it. So, a review, super helpful. Um, sharing it in Facebook groups, sharing it with your your friends, your colleagues, your broker, your team, any of that. Thank you so much, and we appreciate the hell out of it. It keeps us going. And when we grow our audience, we can attract, we can do bigger things. We can get bigger name guests. I mean, Tarek El Musa is huge, HGTV star, and um, it's just it's just incredible. So thank you guys for everything you've done for me this last decade. And I plan on this next, next decade being about what I can do for you and our industry as a whole because man, it's such an amazing industry. We have such an impact on people. Hopefully we do that in a positive way. And so I want to make sure you guys are doing things right to minimize the pain, <laughs> to, to minimize the pain. Wow. Um, hope you guys have a great New Year's. Hope you had a, have a great New Year. Hope you have a great Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, all that good stuff. I'm not going to say happy holidays. I'm not into it. Nope. If you come up to me, and you're Jewish, and you say Happy Hanukkah, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to say Happy Hanukkah back. I don't celebrate Hanukkah. But so what? You do. I've never understood that whole thing. So Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas. I forget what show that's from. It's probably Seinfeld or something. Um, I will see you guys next year. I'll see you guys next decade for episode 106 coming out on January 2nd go close some loans, go sell some homes, have a great rest of your year. Implement, take action, go get yourself an Easy Agent Pro website, go start doing Instagram stories, start content marketing, do the things and learn along the way. That's literally the process anyone successful has ever followed. Start doing, learn how to get better, keep doing.